Good morning, everyone. Prayer was so beautiful. Oh, thanks, love. Is everyone good? Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm so excited to share this morning as we go into Thanksgiving weave, weave, Thanksgiving weave. That is awesome. Thanksgiving weave. You need a Thanksgiving weave. Um, But let's pray. Father God, I just thank you so much for this amazing group of leaders and team. I thank you for your hand upon every single life. I ask that you would strengthen every person under the sound of my voice, that you would go before us, that you would equip us, that you would anoint us. I thank you that we have the mind of Christ. I thank you that you're expanding our capacity. I thank you that we don't have to do anything in works, that we can surrender, and that you will breathe life upon every single part of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Okay, well, I have a short word that I want to share with each and every one of you. I was praying last night, and I was tossing and turning before I fell asleep, and what came up in my spirit is maturity. And I feel like as a church, as we step into this next season, maturity is major key. I also feel that same way for you with your families, for you with your businesses, that when you get a grasp of healthy maturity, it gives you the grace and the strength and the perspective to step into the next season without a questioning spirit, without filled with doubt, without trying to figure it out yourself. When you're mature, it helps you to believe the best. When it's mature, when you're mature, it helps you to give grace and extend grace. And there's a scripture here in 1 Corinthians 13, 11, and it says, When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, everybody say, grow up. I put away childish things. The title of our talk this morning is Grow Up. And when you think about sweet babies, babies are just so precious, so pure, so innocent. So you just hold them because they can't walk. They can't talk. You wipe their noses for them. You change their diapers. They rely on you for every single meal. They can't even hold up their little heads. Like they cannot even hold up their heads. Their heads are still wobbly because they're babies. And so we take care of babies as babies. But then as children get older, there's more things that they can do for themselves. So they get to a stage where they can eat the little puffs and they dissolve in their mouths. But then before you give them like real food, they have to have soft food because they can't handle real food just yet. But then as they get older, before you know it, they're eating little pieces of steak and little pieces of chicken. And then before you know it, I have a 12-year-old. His name is Grayson and now he's cooking. We started, I taught him how to make pumpkin pancakes. And now he is like the pumpkin pancake chef of our house. And then he moved on to where this past weekend we tried making one of Hannah's pumpkin pies. And we came close. So we're getting there. But then I threw him a curveball the other day. And I said, I think it was Monday. And I said, Grayson, I want you to make chocolate chip cookies. And I just sent him the recipe. And he made chocolate chip cookies. And he messed up a little bit where he combined all the ingredients together. Instead of doing the flour and all the things in one bowl. And then the, you know, the wet ingredients in the other. But they turned out great. But all that to say, I remember when he couldn't even hold up his head. I remember remember when he could not eat by himself, but now he's cooking for our family because he's growing and he's maturing. And what I feel in my spirit for this next season for us as a church, we can't think as a child anymore. We're almost um, 11 years old, and just like Grayson is 12, there's a maturity that comes upon you as you step into this next season. And I do remember 
when Elle was born, how hard it was for Grayson to adjust to not being the, little, the youngest anymore. And I do remember a season where he started to act like a baby because he missed being the child. And I think it's important that as we step into this new season, as we're getting ready for growth at our North Campus, as we're getting ready for our headquarters here at White Rock, and all that God has in the future for Guatemala, it would be easy for us to go back to our childish ways. It would be easiest for us to go back to being petty. It'd be easy for us to go back to being like high maintenance, asking lots of You can ask questions, but you can ask questions believing the best, or you can ask questions kind of like, um, wah, wah, wah. Um, and I think in this season, a strength and maturity needs to come upon us so that God can keep trusting us with more. There's another scripture that I'm going to share in Hebrews. This is, I'm not going to read the whole scripture, but I'll give it to you. It's Hebrews 5, 11 through 14, and I'm going to read the last part. It says, milk is for beginners, inexperienced in God's ways. Solidest food is for the mature who have some practice in telling right from wrong. And it's time for us as a team to be on solid food. We're no longer on the little puffs. We're no longer on the little dissolvable food. Like, we're like big girls. Like we say to Elle, you're a big girl. You know, we're like big girls and big guys in this season. And so what does that look like practically? What I sense in my spirit is there's some new land, some new territory, some new opportunities, some new assignments that God is calling us to as a church. And before, you may be used to, oh, I thought as a child, someone spelled out every single thing for me. I had it all written out. It was emailed to me. It was text to me. Then there was a meeting about it, and I was well-versed, and I was equipped, and I was ready so that I could do my next task. But in this season, what maturity looks like is I'm going to be prayed up. I'm going to come ready. I'm going to ask questions, of course, but I'm going to be mature about this. And my response, you can just do this mental checklist. Is this a milk response or is this a meat response? Is this a milk mindset or is this a meat mindset? Because a milk mindset is, wait, I was asked to do what? But I don't have enough people. I don't have enough time. I didn't know about it. Nobody told me. Nobody asked me. There's no way this is going to work. That's milk. Meat is... It didn't come at the time that I thought it would, but I'm going to go to someone who's gone before me, who's been on team longer, ask them how they approached this when they had something similar happen, and I'm going to ask someone to come alongside of me so that I can have a meat response. A milk response is, what's going on with heaven to earth, and why do we keep talking about heaven to earth, and is this going to be another one of those churches that is all about money, and everybody's trying to get rich and have a jet and be on the news? That's milk. Meat is, I remember how my life was changed in that church. I remember when that church I heard there started with 15 people, 15 people in a nursing home who gave, who drove 45 minutes to get to a service, Raymond, Jordan, Rachel, and Alan, who sewed in tithes and offerings, Ben and Casey, Ron and Judy, so that I could be here today. If those people back then had a milk response, we wouldn't be sitting here today. We wouldn't be sitting in the seats that we're sitting in. The technology that's able to broadcast what I'm talking to you about today, we wouldn't even be able to do it. If all those people are like, this church is going to be one of those churches again that's all about money and blah, 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 blah. Back then we were pure. And the Bible says here in Titus 1.15, everything is pure to those whose hearts are pure. Back then we were pure. To this day, we are still pure. We have not changed in our purity. 
We love Jesus. We love people. When opportunities come our way, when God sends us buildings, we want to have the resources to be able to say we want to touch more sons and daughters. When people that aren't going to have a Thanksgiving need a Thanksgiving, we come together as a church, and now we're feeding over 5,000 people. That's crazy because to the pure, all things are pure. And so the same resources that it takes to feed 5,000 people are the same resources that it takes to grow and to expand. And so our job as leaders is to teach other people to have a meat response and not a milk response. Our job is not to dumb people down, that just as people get older, like Elle is seven now, and so she's like a helper. She's a big girl. She loves holding babies. She's obsessed with babies because she's growing and she's maturing. And so she, I'm not asking her to become a teenager right now, although sometimes her responses are very teenager. But also she's not a baby anymore. And so just like children develop and grow, our job as leaders is to develop and grow because people are going to constantly want to baby you and water you down. Family does it sometimes. Friends does it sometimes. Like, I feel so sorry for you. Poor thing. You, get, you know what I'm saying? And then you have to put yourself in perspective of like, wait. I'm not a poor thing. I get to like be filled up with God's presence. I get to be, if I'm a marriage in this, in this place, in this house, there's a gazillion couples that I can go to for strength. If I'm a single person, there's so many single people who have gone before me that will pray and speak life over me. If I'm in between on jobs, there's so many people that will surround me and say, come live with me. If I feel frustrated in any area of my life, there's a ton of people that I can go to to find strength and find hope. Sometimes you just have to remind yourself of all the people that have gone before you, but also that you're not alone. And so when you get and find yourself stepping into a milk season when you know you're supposed to be on meat, you got to remind yourself of what God has done and then ask him to give you a glimpse of what he's about to do. And I just sense that more is headed our way in the best way, not more. So milk response would be like more. Does that mean I'm going to have to do more? That doesn't mean there's going to be more asked of me. If you've already had that thought, that's milk. Me is, God, I bet you we're about to have a college soon. God, I bet you what you've taught me so far, I'm going to be able to teach to other people. God, I already see the students coming in from all over the world. God, I'm praying right now and prophesying that we're going to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And there's going to be so many young people walking in from all over that I'm going to get to share my heart with and share my life with and grab hands with them. And we're going to do this together. That's me. Milk is, but wait, there is no college. It's not it's probably going to take two years before that gets off the ground. So until then, I guess it's just going to be me. That's milk. Me is, we drove in this city when there was no church, none of you, no buildings, no budget, and we drove and we said, God, I thank you for SMU. I thank you for the students that are going to be there. I thank you that you're going to bring them to Shoreline City. And here we have Tyler Scott, Aubrey Scott, Daniel Poku, Lauren Packer. I could go on and on, but that didn't come because they came to us. That came because we drove around when there was nothing, and it made no sense for SMU students to kind of come to a church that had no building, that had no young adults ministry, but thank God we thought about meat back then and didn't think, oh, there's no one at our church yet. We don't have a budget yet. We don't have a building yet. There's no way those SNU students will come to our church. We called them in before they came because we thought like we were a meat-eating church when we still should have just been on milk. I remember when I wanted to have a women's conference, and I remember when there was 100 people in our church, and I remember being at La Madeline with about 10 staff girls talking about friendship, talking about sisterhood, talking about what it means to be a culture that doesn't gossip, 
awesome, that believes the best, that fights battles for one another. And I remember the look on their faces and I remember them thinking about the times that they had been hurt in other relationships. And I remember them not being excited about women coming together. And I remember having to share it anyways. And I remember it being uncomfortable a little bit. But I remember deciding that I'm either gonna have a milk response as a leader in this moment or a meat response. But I had to cast vision to them of something that they had never experienced before. But now they're the ones on the front line saying, thank God for Orchid, thank God for Orchid Connect Groups, but I had to go first. And leaders go first even when you feel like misunderstood, even when you feel forgotten, even when you feel like, I feel so dumb right now, I'm the only person believing the best in this situation, but welcome to leadership. Welcome to leadership. In this world right now, because of the last three years and the pain of this last three years, is wanting to bring you back to milk. But this morning, I feel really strong upon my heart to remind us that we have to be mature. We have to have thick skin. We have to be prayerful. We have to be spirit-led. We have to be servant-hearted. Because when that happens, that's how a move of God happens. If we try to do this in our own strength, if we just try to be like catty, bitter, casual, negative, weird little side comments, we're not going to get to the promised land. We're going to have to keep circling, circling, circling. And when this is all said and done, and I think it's going to obviously outlast all of us, it's our moment right now to build something that does outlast all of us. And so it's so important for us to be mature, for for us to look to Jesus, for us to not phone this in in this next season, for us to not do this in our own strength, for us to be prayerful. What does it look like to be prayerful? It just looks like when you're in your car, you turn on a worship song and you say, God, I feel inadequate. God, I don't feel like I have what it takes. God, I feel frustrated. God, I feel discouraged. God, I feel offended. Can you wash over my heart? Can you give me wisdom? Can you show me how to look at this from a meat perspective and not a milk perspective? That's what it looks like. What does it look like when you're getting ready? You put, instead of having on Netflix or YouTube, you put on a worship song. You let it wash over you, and you ask God to get your heart into a position that feels tender, that feels ready, that feels pliable. What does it look like? You text a mentor, and you say, can you pray for me? I feel overwhelmed right now. I don't feel like I, if I say something right now, I feel like it's going to come out wrong. Can you pray for me? Can you give me wording? Can you help me get through this battle that I'm getting through? That is what meat looks like. And even when you feel like you don't have it in you, That's when you reach out and you call upon heaven and you say, Jesus, I can't do this without you. So I'm not saying fake it. I'm not saying be perfect. But what I'm saying is asking God to bring you up to a higher level of a mindset. It's the same thing in marriage. It's the same thing in friendships. You can decide I'm going to believe the best in my spouse. I'm going to believe the best in my friend or I'm going to dumb them down because of my immaturity. But this season is calling for maturity. This season is calling for strength. And I promise you, we will see miracles. I promise you, we will see breakthrough. I promise you, we will see people set free. I promise you, we will see revival. And I just, I remember we took Lisa Harper this last Saturday. Um, I spent the afternoon, Sunday. I spent the afternoon with her Sunday afternoon after church. And she was in our new building. She could not leave. She was in awe of what God is doing through Shoreline City. She just stood there praying and prophesying. It was an empty building that hasn't even been renovated yet. And she said, you could move in right now. 
That's a meat response. She said, I see this place filled on the first Sunday. She said, I see people driving in from all over the world coming to sit in this auditorium. She said, I see marriages healed. I see people that are thinking about getting a divorce, walking in and a miracle happening. I see lost kids coming in. I see families. She was pointing and praying and prophesying. And so if someone who hasn't been in here for almost two years can walk in and see a move of God, how much more should we realize that we are part of a move of God? This is not normal what God is doing. It's pure. It's not perfect, but it's pure. I can promise you there is no agenda at Shoreline City except for to love people and to love Jesus and to live a surrendered life. There's no celebrities here. There's no big shiny names here. We care about Jesus. We care about people. We want to make it on earth as it is in heaven. That's how it's always been. That's how it's always going to be. So I'm going to end with this. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grow up, everybody say grow up. I put away, say put away, childish things. Father God, I thank you for this amazing staff and team. And I thank you that we are growing up. I thank you that we are standing taller. I thank you that you're strengthening us. I thank you that you're encouraging us. I thank you that our marriages were growing up. I thank you that our spouses, our husbands, our wives will be like, wow, there's a new maturity on you. You're believing the best. You're filled with more grace. You're filled with more hope. I thank you that our singles, Father, will stand tall. I thank you for maturity within them. I thank you that they will not settle, that they will walk in a new peace and a new grace and a new strength. I thank you for the same thing happening with our next gen. I thank you that teenagers will no longer settle, but there'll be a, a settling and a determination in their spirit that they're going to grow up and not do childish things. I thank you, Father, for a new level of maturity coming upon this house, but something that is fresh, something that the world has not seen before, something that is innovative, something that is faith-filled, something that washes people's feet, something that serves the hurting, someone that calls people higher. I speak a blessing over every single person that is listening to this message today in Jesus name and we all said amen I love you